Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Yo, man, what's going on? What's up, diggity? Not a whole lot. Actually, there's been a lot going on in the uh, in the past uh, week with me, anyway. There's been a lot going on. What's been going on? Hit me. Well, I, uh, you know that whole, you made me an awful, dirty, disgusting human when you bought me the iPod, and as I mentioned on the last show, that required that I upgrade my version of Windows and <laughs> upgrade my entire version of Windows because um, iTunes seventy nine point three. Three one or whatever the latest version is will not run on Windows 2000 anymore, which is I was perfectly content with Windows 2000, but it's got to be XP or higher. And I happen so you to decided have, to to now get with it and and put the operating system on that is now obsolete. Well, yeah, and um, it, it just doesn't have as much overhead requirements as Vista, and I think Vista's a dog. You run it here, and I hate it. And I'm it, thinking about reverting. And the really funny thing is. I know from real world, real world examples that it is much more of a resource hog than because you used to have XP on here, and I remember doing some running some audio plugins, and I kind of remember how long they took, and then suddenly when you put Vista on, I would run those same plugins on similar sized files, and they would take a you know a minute and a half or twice one and a half times as long or twice as long to to do, you know. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that the the consensus is that that Vista is not a resounding success, and in fact. Vista is known to be a resource hog, and it's known to be slower than XP. So I am thinking about reverting because it's really – I don't really get a whole lot with Vista. You don't really get a whole lot more than XP other than maybe some eye candy. Yeah, it's – who cares? So anyway, just to sum up what I had to do, I initially was going to install XP over Windows 2000 on my old hard drive, the hard drive that originally came with the machine. And it's a little guy. It's like a 60-gigger that I have split into two 30-gig partitions, one for Linux, one for Windows. Well – I went to do the XP installation, and it looked at my uh, 2000 uh, partition, and it didn't like it. It decided it was riddled with errors. I had a w- weird reboot. It was unclean. It was unclean. So I went out. So then I went out and just bought a new hard drive. I found a decent price, 160 gig drive for about 80 bucks at one of the local stores. That price sounded fine to me, and uh, I installed it. I unhooked the old drive, which was an IBM brand drive. And I put the new drive, which is a Caviar, Western Digital, in there. And I configured it to be the master, and I installed Windows. And then I uh, turned the machine off, and I plugged the old drive back in and configured it to be the slave. And then I installed Linux, and I was hoping that Ubuntu Linux would know notice that I had a, a Linux partition on the B drive, essentially. And... Uh, what's the word I want and migrate my settings, at least my mm-hmm. emailer, you know, all my email over. Cause it can do that. But apparently Ubuntu only looks on the current drive to see if there is an existing installation. But the very pleasant surprise was this when I rebooted and the bootloader for Linux came up, it listed both bootable partitions on the old drive and both bootable partitions on the new drive. So I can actually boot into any of the four operating systems now, which is great for when I want to copy data over from the the old Linux installation and bring it over, you know, email files and my inbox and my trash bin and all that. 
So that'll make it easier for doing that kind of thing. But anyway, so yeah, I had to do this major upgrade just so I could get the iPod going. And I still don't <laughs> even have any tunes on it yet. I've just been focused on so many other things. Yeah, right. You're just afraid of it. <laughs> I'm not afraid of it as much as hate might be a better <laughs> word. I, I, you know, and I, I, I actually, I love the thing. And I was never one of the guys who walked around with a Walkman with earbuds in my ears. And I actually won't even be now. For me, this is going to be something I can bring in the car and plug into the auxiliary input in my stereo because it does have an aux input. And I can use this instead of having 20 or 30 CDs in the back seat, you know, which if you look in my back seat, they're just littered over the, over the, the rear seat. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of somewhat embarrassed to be walking around with headphones out, like out in public, but at work when I'm when I'm writing some code or or doing some stuff that doesn't require phone work, I definitely just crank up the tunes because it helps me focus. Yep. Now, um, Dave David H, a uh, guy who works with me and used to work with you, said he Big was dog. he was famous for coming behind you and scaring you. Is there any truth to that? I wouldn't have to be wearing headphones for that to happen. He would just sneak up and like bang on the the wall of my cube and. Caused me to uh, shit myself. Yeah, and then he'd go, what the problem is? <laughs> Which is something completely ridiculous. It's like a hip-hop uh, Yoda. <laughs> and then he would, uh, and then he'd make some comments about ghost stealers and uh, everything would be fine. And then he'd go, God bless America. <laughs> that was another great line of his. He'd show me his guns and walk away. <laughs> and he'd make some macho threat, you know. He's always doing that. Dave's good people. Don't start no problems or be no problems. That's something else I hear him say a lot. Don't... don't don't uh, give away any wooden nickels and watch out for the woof tickets or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So you want to uh, jump into a tune? Yeah, but I just want to mention something about the iPod. Yeah. I heard recently, just yesterday, that, that people are having issues with the old iPod Nano. You've got the new hip iPod Nano. The fat Nano. The old iPod Nano. Which is the tall, skinny Nano. Are starting to self-destruct the, the batteries, the nickel hydride or whatever they are. Nickel metal hydride. Yeah, whatever. They're, NMH. Some guy was walking around and his pants caught on fire. I think there was a Mythbusters about that. The farmer's pants exploding. Do you think these farmers had uh, iPod Nanos? Mm, maybe. They were pumping gas, too. And uh, this song, I just want to do... I do want to say something about this before we play it. And this is, I, to the best of my knowledge, a world premiere. I used to do lighting for a band in the early 80s. I was actually in high school, and me and my friend Kevin put together a lighting company, and we'd go on the road with this band called the Luftwaffe. And it took them about 10 years, but they finally got all their songs on tape and mixed. And then the, the band had long been broken up, but just for posterity, they wanted to finish the record. The two primary songwriters, we'll call them Bob and Tim, since those are the real names. And, but you said them in reverse, so that they're, they're using code names. Yes. And um, let's see. What do I want to say? I don't believe this music has ever been played on the radio before. I, I don't, as far as I know, the CD only exists. Bob has a copy. I have a copy. Tim has a copy. And a couple other people have copies. There are very few copies of these songs in the world. And I got permission from Bob to play it. So it's on the black market in Hong Kong, I think. Yeah, it's very popular. It's not like screaming 80s metal. It's not like rat round and round or, or any of that 80s hair metal where the guys it's wore definitely lots not of hair metal. Yeah, it's actually music. And listen to the lyrics because I love the lyrics of this song. So let's uh, check it out. Thank you. 
carry-ons And battles of dubious origin For mastery of minions and peons And soundly as till we wage war again
That is a rock and roll anthem, as far as I'm concerned. But it's not not, uh, ready for airplay because it's not three and a half minutes long. No, it's definitely not ready for airplay, but just a a brief history of that song. That song is called Epitaph, and it's by a band called Luftwaffe that I worked for in the 80s. And they did did some pretty strong originals, impeccable drumming, really strong lyrics, and and just a pretty tight band, I think. All the hallmarks of a a good metal band is that it has has references to German military. (laughs) Yeah, and and in their defense, a lot of people were – there was actually a protest. There used to be a club called the Caddyshack next to Holy Trinity Church on Lincoln Ave. And people were protesting because they thought these guys were neo-Nazis or something. And the simple reality is the German Air Force today is still called the Luftwaffe. The Luftwaffe. Somebody brought a swash, a swastika flag. Like, they thought the band would love it. Like, yeah, look what I got. I got the swastika. They, you know, mic stands have that really heavy bass. Mm-hmm. Dave Slife hurled his mic stand at them because that's really not what they were going for. They, that was just the name they chose. And they were just a pretty strong metal band. And that song is called Epitaph. And it's it's... It's essentially a story about the thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of warriors in the history of conflict that have died on the battlefield without a, a gravestone and an epitaph. The so it's almost soldier. Yeah, it's that song is sort of a tribute to the unknown soldier. There you go. I and love it. That song it. gives me goosebumps. I love the chorus. That's my favorite Luftwaffe well, song. Well, you had ever. some uh, personal memories attached to that too. Well, so. and I've heard that song. God, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. But that, as far as I know, was the world premiere, and. Um, <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, and it, I think it's pretty good. So anyway, this is um, the part of the show where we talk about last week's show. Well, hang on a second. Let me do some uh, housekeeping no, here first. Jesus Christ. We have a wine. We're drinking know, today wow. some uh, Grayson Cellar Cabernet Sauvignon Vintage 2005. Which we've had the Grayson before. I just don't remember if it was an 05. It might have been an 04. i look it up. It's good stuff. I like. It's good. Me likey. <laughs> Yeah, so as Rich was saying, we're we're sort of revisiting our topic from last week. And do we is, suck? Do we suck? Because and we got we've some gotten responses. emails. We actually got about 10, if you count the ones that came to me personally in email, the ones that were posted on our normal blog page, and the ones that came to the feedback address, and the ones that were on our forum, we got about a, a 10. I yeah, think. and I got one sent to me personally calling me a girl. 
You did. Oh, that's right. You got a good one. Yeah, but it, you know what? I, I kept rereading that one because I think that a lot of stuff is lost in translation. And, and I email. think a lot of it was tongue in cheek. It, it was very much. I don't think it was an attack. That, that's why I'm even mentioning. So I'm going to start uh, with a quick one from John F., who is actually someone that I know. I'm going to be honest. He's actually a local guy who listens to our show. And his words were great podcast again no you guys don't suck i enjoy the discussions that you have about everything gives me a different point of view about events of the day and what is out there just keep the show length around 45 to 50 minutes which is pretty much the window we fall in guests would be kind of cool as well later me yeah guests it's something that we've always planned on doing it's just logistics it's always a problem i I don't think it's a problem i can just bring them (laughs) carry them on your back (laughs) no we we are i am going to bring donna whether you want me to or not she had eye surgery yesterday. Hi, Donna. A lot of people we know have had, had surgery recently. My dad just had the new lens thing. Did he's, he's having a cataract? The, he's having the second eye done, like, soon. And my brother-in-law just had hip replacement surgery. And Chris, garlic Chris, had knee replacement. We just All know sorts of joints being replaced. Yeah. Um, Lan- Floyd Landis, hip replacement. Yeah. Okay, here's one from Brian S. Um, you know, I want to mention something first before I, I read through this. Basically, the the general tone of these emails has been positive. Actually, I think they've all been positive. And we got one that, I won't call it negative. It was misunderstood negative. It, it wasn't negative, but it wasn't positive either. It was um, a woman who listened, for the very first time, she listened to the Do We Suck show. So she didn't have a lot of context. And um, she just didn't really know that much about us, so she emailed us and uh, with a small complaint. But yeah, she we'll, was coming we'll in cold, so it was kind of tough. Exactly. That's that's a really rough show to listen to if, if you're a first time listener. It's not our normal thing. We were just having a, a crisis, and uh, <laughs> crisis. John was actually <laughs> more having the crisis. To be honest, I was okay with it. Rich was curled up in a ball. I was in the fetal position, <laughs> crying. He was shaking. Saying something about Suffering Vegas. Suffering from the DTs. That's right. And the other thing that most people mentioned was that they had a problem with the music. No, most people loved the music, I think. I Only re- one guy had a problem, and I'm going to do him after you I think, do that. I think a lot of people said, not so sure, not so crazy about the music. But I always say, that's what Fast Forward is for. We're not on the radio. But I, I disagree. I think most people like the music. I'm Hopefully. reading different emails. And- well, then maybe it's because you're high on crack. And this is, what, Saturday? So it must be I'm high, Greg. Anyways, so this is an email, like I said, from Brian S. And one thing I want to read here is one little paragraph. He says, I like the banter between you two. I used to think John sounded like Alan Alda. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I like Alan Alda. I don't I like John so much, so I'm <laughs> having a crisis again. Right. You're on the fence. So I picture him when I listen. Hope and that scares me a little, you know. Without his pants? <laughs> but anyways... He laughs. I feel the friendship extends to those listening, and it feels like I'm just hanging out with you guys. The show is a lot of fun. You make me laugh, but also think. And that's actually the primary purpose of the show. The primary focus of the show is take a humorous look on things, but also make people think. Be sort of intelligent about things. And yeah, I. It's glad to hear. I'm glad to hear this stuff. The music for me, as a a guy who listens to unlistenable music, and I know you listen to some unlistenable music as well. For me, this is playing music we love and hopefully exposing people to something that will broaden their horizons a little bit. We're not saying we know more about music than anybody and we're we cooler than anybody because we, we are. are. But we um, we do want to introduce people to some new sounds they might not have heard. And the truth is we screen a lot of the music we listen to and make sure that it is slightly listenable because some of the stuff that we could play that we like, nobody's going to listen to. 
Anyways, okay, that's, okay. that's Brian. Yeah, it was Brian S. We also got an, was that was he from the UK or no, or is it indeterminate? Um, it's indeterminate. Well, we just got one from John G. Actually, we got a set. Apparently, we're big in the UK, by the way, because a lot of these emails came from England. And it is an English-speaking country, so I guess that's a good thing. So this came from John G. And he, this is very short, so I'll read the whole letter. He wrote, Guys, I just thought I'd drop you a line to say that I'm out here in the UK, and I've been listening to your podcast for the last few months. Although I am a vegetarian, parentheses, and that's pretty much how I find your podcast, end parentheses, I prefer your format. I prefer your format much more than any cookery podcast I've heard. Shrubbery! Walkery! (laughs) Cookery! I know gauging any sort of listenership is hard when you're doing podcasts. Open paren. I used to do a show around late 2005 and early 2006. End paren. But you're definitely one of the best sounding podcasts I've ever heard. So apparently we sound good. That's about all she pat on, pat on the back for me. I do have Ron request, however, and John actually underlined this. Can you cut down on the jazz you play? And, you know, my reply to him was, well, we like jazz. <laughs> so, Again, fast forward. Comes with every iPod. <laughs> but I replied to this email, and he replied that he'd like to hear more prog rock. And John and I are both huge fans of prog rock. So anytime we have an opportunity to play prog rock, we will. And unfortunately, we we will do our best to cut down on the amount of jazz that we play, but we can't guarantee it or promise it. But we appreciate your listening, sir. Yes, thank you. Lindsay K. from the UK as well. Another one. Another one. Um, This one's uh, fairly long, but we appreciate every single word. But I'm only going to say a couple of things here. She, We mentioned something about her name. We asked about, you know, is our name, should, should that change? We sort of flew that, flew that out there. And she says... The show name is far more concise than two articulate Americans discuss wine, cycling, music, film, and other odds and ends, and very rarely, rarely, vegetarianism. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. It does not matter what you call it. It is the content we are after. And that's great. That's great to hear. Absolutely fabulous. And and Lindsay, uh, from what we understand, listens to us as a commuter and... On a bus and a train. On a bus Planes, and a train. trains, and automobiles. Here, give me one of those. I want to read another one. I don't think it's fair you get to do so many. Give me another one. Jerk. There you go. All right. What do we got here? <laughs> this is a good one. I oh, wait, like this wait. one, actually. I forgot, I forgot to mention this. Lindsay signed it, Carrying Carnivore, which is also great to hear. We're not just reaching the vegetarians out well and as kirsten said these guys aren't really about on her review of our podcast kirsten Mm -hmm. said these guys aren't about vegetarianism really and they're not in your face about it so if you have a problem with the show it's probably your issue not theirs that was exactly what she wrote in the in her review of our issue it's never ours that's right so anyway we did get feedback from uh, uh, a woman and um i'm going to call her elizabeth o (laughs) And as her first show, her first exposure to Bloodthirsty Vegetarians was listening to episode 108, the Do We Suck episode. And she wrote wrote many things. You both seem primarily concerned that the name Bloodthirsty Vegetarians would imply that you are crazy peaty people, and that was my quote, by the way, and would therefore turn, quote, normal people away from listening to you. I think it's important that you know that while you may be correct in that regard— Though I do question who you consider normal, you are also simultaneously turning away non-crazy vegetarians who might otherwise be interested in you. I thought you were both somewhat interesting. Thank you. Somewhat. (laughs) It's good to know we're somewhat interesting. Put us together and we're very interesting. Although this wasn't a typical episode, so I am not fully certain what your purpose is, but I will not subscribe to your podcast simply because... Your name is not only very offensive to me, but also irrelevant and misleading. I only sought out this podcast because I thought you might be discussing something relevant to my way of life as a vegetarian, not just cooking instructions like you assumed. 
Though you both seemed quite fond of your name, I highly suggest rethinking it. There are plenty of other clever titles out there, and if you think you're compelling enough to command listeners' attention in an increasingly crowded podcast market, it doesn't seem like too much of a challenge for you to come up with one. Best of luck. Your music was very cool. See, this is this to me was like a turn of turn of events. We had one person who was taking issue with the name, not so sure she liked us, but that but she did like the music. And as a one who listened to one of our shows, we really can't be much sure about anything because she has very little context. But I did email her, and uh, she was curious to know if I had any recommendations for shows. She wanted to give us a fair shake. And I do want to thank her for actually sending the email at all because most people never send us feedback, and we right. did get 10 very good feedbacks. So she uh, she did kind of go out of her way and do what we asked. But I did email her, and I recommended a few shows. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens down the road. Maybe she uh, – you know, and I have another friend, by the way, who I, – I mentioned this letter to him, and he wanted to know – when people use the phrase bloodthirsty or the word bloodthirsty, how often are they using it in a literal sense? Usually it's always in a figurative sense. Yes, there are some people Very in the passionate world – is what it really means. Yeah, we have strong opinions in, in, in this case. But, I mean, there are some people in the world who do drink blood. There are some real vampires – and all 10 of them, you may be able to literally use the word bloodthirsty about. But, you know, I mean, it saddens me a little bit that she is offended by her name, but I'm not compelled to apologize because I feel we've done nothing wrong. It's just a word, and it's a figurative meaning, and we're going to continue to use it. Here's uh, one email from Tom in Connecticut. Tom. No, this one's T-O-M, Tom. He says, hey, Tellerico. Shut the F up and take off the dress and do the show every week. I really like it and look forward every Monday to the download. I'm taking that as a compliment. He's basically telling me to stop whining and just do the show because he likes it. Well, we missed two in a row, and apparently he thinks it's your fault, which is <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's everything's fault. It's the cosmos' fault. But yeah, he's he's also a vegetarian, and uh, he enjoys the music. And uh, I don't know... It, to me, this whole exercise, I really have to tell you, has been good because it, it reinvigorates my, uh, I guess, my enthusiasm for doing the show. Okay. <laughs> You've got nothing to say? I was pretty invigorated. John, and this isn't me, this isn't about blame or anything, but I've, I have but fun doing fault. the show. No, it's not John's fault. But as John mentioned, either on the show or on the forum, every once in a while he needs to take stock of things and reevaluate. I don't do that apparently as frequently as he does. And um, this was John's thing. You know, he was a little feeling a little insecure or something about the show. So we just needed to hear that there are some listeners out there who listen and think we don't suck. And overall, I think the feedback was positive and, and I'm happy we did it. Yeah, nobody had any real problems with the format. Nobody had any real problems with us. They liked us. They liked the opinions. They liked the way that we actually converse with each other. I think it's great. So I think I'm really excited about continuing the show now. And there were a couple of feedback uh, messages on our blog and one of them came from uh, a guy that I know and he was just being honest though. He really likes the fact, as we heard in one of the other emails, that he feels like he's part of the conversation. So apparently we really are reaching these people on that level, which I think is really great because this is a, you know, this is a, we're, we're far away from you really at the end of the day. You know, you have to download the show. We're in New York, you're in England or wherever. And yet we still are making a connection. And for me, living life is all about making connections with other people. So for me, that's actually maybe the most flattering thing. We're managing to make connections with these people 
through an MP3, you know. And I think it's great because I think that the connection is being made through the headphones. And when people put those headphones in, it, it's more personal. And I, I said this from the start. I really believe when they put those headphones in, it becomes an intimate thing. It's not like they're are putting they, it on their are stereo. Are they putting them on or in? Well, if they're little earbuds, they're sticking them right through their skull. That's if right. their headphones are putting them their around eardrum. their ears. So you want to do another tune? Yeah, let's play some tunage. Let's uh, check it out. Jaya the Cat. Jaya El Gato. With uh, Good Morning. 
It had a little bit of a groove going on. It had a, a lot of a groove going on, and it was this little song about uh, people having screwed up lives, but at least sharing them together. If I OD, I don't want anyone but you calling 911. Now, <laughs> that's, that, right. that's really meaningful, you know? Hey, you know, if you're on the floor... You, you know. Want, you want, Come on, give me one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That may be the second or third time the F word was used on the show. I think I used it once, just... To on do purpose. it. Actually, you did it too. Actually, on the swear word show. Your I, favorite I may, swear have, word I may show. have been. Uh, you whispered it, but I cranked it up that. really loud so people would hear it. So that may be the fourth time the F word was uttered on this show. Wow. Not, not something we normally do, but no. yet at the same time, we're, we're believers in the First Amendment and we have no problem with it being said, and Besides, especially in front of little children. You can't ask for a refund. <laughs> That's right. You know what this part is? This is not a film review. This is not a film review because we're sort of mixing it up a little bit. We're changing it up a little bit. Yeah. So I've got a real topic here and it's something I've been sort of stashing some little notes apart, you know, notes aside here. And it's about healthcare. I, we, something we all need. We've mentioned this. And in fact, we're probably going to go into more depth about some of these other topics when Rich sees Sicko. Which I have an illegal rip up on my hard drive, but I just but haven't you're going watched to, it. you're going to see it. They're at going the to show MW. it at the MWPAI.org in two weeks. It'll be a week from yesterday. But one of the... Two uh, weeks from yesterday. One of the Democratic uh, candidates for president, she... she Billary. Propo- Billary. She proposed a new health care plan. It was, this one's dramatically different from the one she originally was working on back in the... Uh, the early days, the heady days of the Clinton uh, presidency. Si, senor. And uh, in this plan, the 07 edition, she uh, she says that every single person is going to be covered. You know why? Because every single person should be covered. Well, no, because she says every single person it will, will be required to be covered. Kind of like you have a driver's license and you have a car. And if you want to purchase a car and run a car on the road and register a car, you have to have insurance. Well, she's saying the same thing for human beings is... Every single American, it's mandatory that they be covered by insurance. Well, and that's just a different way of saying everybody should be covered by insurance. Well, but she's making, she's talking about making it a law. And she's also saying that what's going to happen is, and under her plan, is that um, the insurance for people who can't afford it is going to be subsidized by tax credits. I don't know that much about the plan, to okay, be honest. Okay, so I'll, I'll describe I, it a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm a little out of, the, out of the loop here because I tend not to watch the evening news. I, this isn't coming from the evening news because I can't watch it either. It's unwatchable. <laughs> kind of like our show. It's like our show. There you go. So anyways, her, her plan is basically essentially saying the insurance companies are going to stay right where they are. The insurance companies are just fine. It's that we're just going to help people afford those insurance company payments. And I think this is a little bit ridiculous. And today, when I was searching for more information on the health plan, what came up? I, a this piece little, of paper, this apparently. A piece of paper. And, and, and this is something I think you'll be proud of because it's something that uh, I think you would agree with. Green Party. Well, yeah. I don't know if I agree with it. I happen to be a registered Green, but I need to hear their words. See, I'm not I'm not a party follower. I registered Green because, on the whole, they represent my beliefs more than any other party. But it doesn't mean that I religiously follow their... Uh, you know, they're, they're bidding, you know, you're not a minion. I am not a minion. You're not an acolyte. Anyways, <laughs> this is, this is the green. I'm a disciple. <laughs> this is one of the green party articles on their website. And I'll link to this. It says greens call Senator Clinton's health care mandate proposal, a fraudulent, cynical, cruel affront to Americans who need coverage. And the reason why they're saying that is they're basically saying, look, people need coverage. Everyone should have coverage. And it's not a, a matter of economics. It's a matter of every single person should be covered because it's the right thing to do. And okay, in, I agree with that so far. And the problem with having 
subsidies for for the health care, the health insurance payments, is that we're basically saying the health insurance industry is getting government subsidies because it's not like these people are going to choose to do what they want with the money because they're mandated to use that money for health insurance. The health insurance companies are going to be getting money right directly from the government, and they're going to continue doing what they do, cranking up the rates, asking for more money from the government. And I think the problem is, and you'll agree with this when you see Sicko, is that the insurance companies are out of whack. It's not necessarily the doctors. It's the oh. insurance companies are out well, of whack. Well, I knew that. I actually don't need to see Sicko to know that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm disappointed because I thought that Hillary Clinton had the great idea with socializing the medicine or you socializing thought, medicine you thought she had the shiz knit i she's thought she got, had the shiz she has the nothing knit <laughs> she's got nothing man yeah and i don't have a problem with socializing medicine because it's a I, social I service i absolutely think everybody should be covered and it should be a single payer system like who was the uh, guy running for president against clinton back in 88 he was the former uh jerry brown jerry brown former yep. uh governor, governor of california, california. I yeah saw him he speak. used to he call came to su he came to SUNY. I saw him at SUNY. I shook the man's hand. He got some uh, sweaty palms on me. And Yuck. he called it a single-payer healthcare system like a lot of the other countries have, and we should definitely have it. And, you know, I, I guess the only thing I'm really going to contribute to this, because I, I'm not that familiar with Hillary's plan, is that people who are want to be critical of a socialized healthcare system are always ripping on Canadians' healthcare system, and they lie. People like Rush Limbaugh go on the air and say, that's why all the people come to the U.S. for their healthcare. They don't. Except they don't. The wealthy people may come to the U.S. for their healthcare because if you can afford it, we do have the single best healthcare system on the planet. But what people like Mr. Limbaugh fail to tell you is what the Canadian public's approval rating of their healthcare system really is. And it's something like 90% of Canadians approve of their healthcare system. And 90% of Americans can't agree on anything. And so it's just unfair and misleading to say that everybody from Canada comes to the U.S. for the healthcare because it's simply not true. Well, but if you can afford it, evidence. and if you can afford it, U.S. certainly has the best healthcare in the world. Without question. Well, just like anything else in the U.S., the people who have lots and lots of money get the greatest stuff. Certainly. But yeah. that that kind of wealth is not spread across the board. No, Some we people... have the greatest disparity between wealthy and poor of any nation in the world, and that's part of the problem as well. And I'm not talking about socializing everything because, you know, the... I guess the uh, market forces do have some benefit, but on, the, uh, but on some issues like healthcare, people's basic needs for life in this society, in a modern society, we have enough wealth in this country to cover everyone and everyone should be taken care of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Hillary plan is... Um, it's a bust. It's basically got a, a, a tripod here going on. Three, three little legs to her stool are, one, it's mandatory. Why are you talking about her stool? <laughs> because you know it's part of her testing. Well, they, okay. We te- we test the B sample next week. <laughs> that's right, and that's going to come up bad too. <laughs> right. Mandatory health care. Still ticked off about the Floyd Landis thing, by the way. Tax yeah. credits for people who need help, and the third thing is, and this is the one thing that I think that should be in any healthcare system: the insurance company cannot deny someone for a pre-existing condition. That is the most important. That's thing. the only thing I agree with in her plan. Yeah, that is hugely important, and I I have seen some scenes from Sicko, and I I just I recall seeing that scene where the woman said she couldn't get an ambulance; they wouldn't pay for it because the ambulance wasn't pre-approved. Right? It's like, and then you'll see a lot of stuff like that. When was I supposed to get that that pre-approved? Like the microsecond before the car hit my car? And well, I've got an anecdote about that too. My wife, she slipped and fell on the ice in front of our old apartment. This was like 
a lot of years ago, but she slipped and fell. She twisted her ankle. It was swelling up. We thought that she really shattered her ankle. And we called. We had to call to get help. You know, I could drive her to the hospital. It wasn't a big deal. But we had to call to get help. So we called the primary physician, the primary care physician, to get approval. And the answering service wasn't taking any calls. So I took her to the emergency room and they denied payment because. You didn't get it pre-approved. I didn't get pre- pre-approved. And what am I going to do? Is sit there and let her scream in agony? Next time, you need to confer with the insurance company yeah. about your wife's injuries. I mean, what are you, we, stupid? We Come on, get that. with the program. We had to fight that for about six months before they finally paid. Did you put a fist in somebody's face? We... we uh we had to, you know, resort to fisticuffs. You, you yelled really loudly and threatened them with a chihuahua. But there's one other thing I wanted to mention about Whoa, the whole wait healthcare. A That's another thing. Because one thing that, that sort of struck me as ridiculous is in this country, one of the biggest problems with the businesses competing with foreign companies, you know, manufacturing and all that, is because in the United States, healthcare is really expensive. It's really expensive for the the companies to pay someone's health care it's really expensive for the individual to pay their portion of the health care that's because the insurance companies charge exorbitant rates well gm just did you hear about this gm they they just had a a, a problem where the united auto workers struck stroke struck stroke striked they went on strike because there was the retirement benefits were were being cut off essentially oh that so, sounds painful when something gets cut off yeah so they they came to an agreement where gm would no longer be paying the retirement benefits which include health care for the the, G, the uaw retirees so they they paid a lump sum of i think 50 million dollars to the uaw and said look here's a huge payoff you put it in some sort of general fund you manage it and you take care of the payments for the the retirees. It's no longer our problem because we can't afford it anymore. If we continue paying this, GM's going out of business because we can't compete with Toyota and everyone else who's kicking our butts because they're they're other countries, they have universal health care and the companies don't have that burden. So I think it even though I said it's not an economics issue, it sort of is in in a larger societal issue. Yeah, it is. So that's my take on healthcare. Well there you go. And, and I think and, I'm done. Yeah. Actually that's a show, isn't it? It's approaching that. It says 4333, something like that. Yeah. Well, you got to take off. Oh. The I guess it really is. A, that's it, man. We're done. We got nothing left. I'm spent. I spent him. Like a cheap coin <laughs> in a gumball machine. I've got legs up to here, and I've been spent like a cheap coin. This is like a bad. She Philip walked Marlo. into my room. I know. It's like a bad. Uh, detective novel. Anyway, you've been listening to Bloodthirsty Vegetarians, and you can check us out on the web at www.bloodyveg.com Head our forum, please. Bloodyveg.com slash forum. And you can leave us feedback, as always, and we encourage it to feedback at bloodyveg.com and Yes, no. continue. The feedback was good this yeah, week. Yeah, we like feedback. It's, it's good positive reinforcement and sometimes negative. And remember, you've been listening to the VIB, 